All right. Well, All you right, know, guys. nobody wants to hear me talk. I just want to hear you and your, your friends that are coming for this episode. Well, I was going to say, guys, uh, first of oh, all, yeah. We got two special guests for you tonight. This is going to be a Q&A type session. We already have questions ready to roll. We would love questions from everyone in the chat, though. We will do our best to get to every single one. Let's bring them in. All Let's right. Let's bring them in. Look at this. Thank you. Thank you. But How no are you, sir? Needed. It's a privilege <laughs> How's to be it here. going? It's amazing to see both of you. We're big fans. And uh, the comic industry oh, was uh, likewise desperate need of gentlemen like yourself. Beautiful gentlemen, how are you feeling? Beautiful. We're doing fantastic. We're doing fantastic. For everyone that does not know, compliments. I don't know this. who these two gentlemen are, we have uh, Comic Tom and Fire Guy Ryan. How are you guys? And the cat. I'm I'm happy now that Butch has joined us. Yes, yeah, we are. The only reason oh, I came over. We made sure to bring tiger. the brush so that he can get groomed throughout the stream tiger, for kitty. all of your audience's pleasure. We have a, awesome, we have a red awesome. tiger like that in our house too named Harley. Mm. Harley? Yeah, wait, Harley. My wait, daughter's got your a Harley cat's Quinn name is Harley? Tiger. Yep, she's got, she named after Harley Quinn. So cool. yeah, it's got a little, yeah. Anyways, just food for thought. But yeah, so um, welcome guys. We're really excited you joined us. Um, we've been obviously watching you guys for quite some time. Uh, you guys have been, you, you guys are the pros on YouTube. You guys have been here for a minute, right? This has been, this has been quite some time working the channels what, what what got you guys started on youtube what what tom what did when did you say to yourself like man i should start a youtube channel um geez have we I ever done oh, i have to i have to say something you have to look it up <laughs> have you ever I, done video with music in the background no so this right here you, you're getting a <laughs> i was like a fresh I, are, they, are they hearing this too is this in my head is this just my well i feel like it's music? a rocks i'm a, like it we're is. in a rocks it, we, we've got concert. we've got we've got music that can play in the background that all right actually provided the music and said if you don't play this <laughs> yeah this is our music it's typically right. uh we try to talk in rhyme all right let's do it <laughs> but um we started about five years ago um uh ryan and i met at work believe it or not and we bonded over comic books as comic fans do um and <laughs> yeah we had a uh immediate friendship start there because of our our love for video games um as well as funk music and did that come into the picture that early dude red hot chili peppers it's there's a level of funk there that we enjoy we played it loud in the bank yes no <laughs> no we didn't no it was kind of like uh we we would probably sing to ourselves often I was a bad employee. Random Anthony Kiedis lyrics. Still am a bad employee, but that's yeah. okay. Dude, you yeah, lost that job. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I'm about to lose this one, too, so let's, let's move this along. Let's get it rolling. But yeah, we've been friends for like five years. Uh, we started making videos. Um, Ten years. We've been <laughs> making videos for five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, wow, <laughs> we were friends for like a de decade. Holy but yeah, smokes. we started making videos together five years ago, and uh, we started writing a comic this year together. So it's been a long ride, but it's been so much fun last year. Yeah. And you know, we are going to get into that comic um here in a moment phil did you want to start off with any questions or did you want me just to get right into it i i think you should get right into it but i, I have an anthony Kiedis story too and that's oh, it's interesting that you guys bought it because he was i want to hear here. by all means he was born here in grand rapids. Ryan loves anthony. he was he was born in grand rapids he grew up here so like the kids like schools that they go to all like have like different little areas and he granted he, he went to california to live with his dad but his mom lived here and he would come he comes back once in a while but at any rate i was at the vet i was at the vet and this little lady walks over to me and she's talking to me while i'm there with the dog 
and she's just she's just chatting me up. She's like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, yada, 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 talking about work at the hospital and things. And then we, I started talking about my daughter. I was like, she's got a concert tonight with the orchestra thing. You know, she plays violin. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. She's like, oh, my son, my son, he plays music, too. I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's like, yeah, he's he's got this thing in Chicago tonight. He's he's playing some concert in Chicago. I'm like, oh, that's that's neat, you know. And then the the vet calls me back and and uh, you know it's kind of going on about my day. It, it, well, I go on about my 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 appointment with them. And then the vet comes out. I was like, oh, I saw you talking to Mrs. Kitas out there. She just loves to just come out here and just chat up everybody. I'm like, Mrs. Mrs. Kitas. She goes, he goes, oh yeah, didn't didn't you know Anthony Kiedis' mom? Like she she hangs out here at the vet for conversations with people. I'm like that was the per that was her son. That's a musician that's just playing in a concert in Chicago. It was the rock. It was it was it was this huge concert that was going on in Chicago. I didn't even connect it until they freaking brought it up there. But yeah, I, I guess I met Anthony Kiedis' mom. So that she was she hangs cool. out at the vet. She hangs out at the vet for conversation. Who does that? I know, right? Well, apparently Mrs. Kiedis. <laughs> that's so, kind of like hanging out at like the that's funeral. That's a true right animal now. lover right there, honestly. Yes, yeah. You know, like, like if you're like the hospital. Yeah, you just want to be around, you know, yeah. all yeah, that energy. Catch the animal vibes no matter what. Just Yo, when you're in a veterinary office because of your animal, that's not a good time. No, I don't want to talk usually. to people. Yeah, usually you're not there for good reasons. Mm -mm. And the animal sure is not happy to be there either. That's true. <laughs> Never happy. Well, my dog, my dog, but he's just happy to be in the ride anyways. So, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, let's get into the questions, Theo. I apologize. I had to derail. No, 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 you're good. Chili poppers. No, it's it's, it's never a bad time for a story time. Okay. It's never a bad time. Uh, so I've done a poll uh, on Instagram. I did one on whatnot. We did kind of a short one just now live on Instagram. And I've gotten a lot of questions. Um, yeah. I think one of the major questions that I've got that's just been asked probably about 50 million times to me is this one. And that's where does the data get pulled from the top 10? And for anybody that doesn't know, Comic Tom has a uh, YouTube channel. He does a, a top 10 on there. Uh, I think you've been doing the top 10 for about two years now. Is that right? Oh, geez. Going on. Has, has it been two years? Four, three years. Four years. Four years. So a, Four a years time. or so, yeah. We've been doing time. it. Um, it started time. real quick, you know. It was actually one of the first videos we did that um, I, I think that the community enjoyed the most. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing it every week for, for that long. Um, we The information comes from all the places you would expect. Um, mostly eBay data for the trending 10 because those are going to be the first... Um, okay. It's going to be the first areas... That here one second. There we go. Um, I would say I would say that yeah. Um, with the trending ten. Um, <laughs> sorry, the music. The music. Is, it, is it still playing? You guys I'm still trying to it? figure out. I try. Maybe we can turn it down just a little bit. Is no, there any way I can't. Can I can't even hear it. It's supposed to be like a, on a level of like zero one to, to 100 is it it's just on our like end oh my god oh, do you have the do you have the background is it good now yeah yeah it's i could so i great. couldn't even hear it it's so loud oh, you can hear are you serious? there's music <laughs> it's just constant guitar oh, my oh my god i can't even hear it guys 
Phil, I can't even oh, I'm dying. It. It's, okay. it's like dun 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 dun. Are you shitting me? I'm sorry. Well, I don't I know. Yeah. Hey, look, look. Is it just the, us or everyone in the chat? Look, even the chat. Look, boom. We can't. They hear can't it. hear. Oh, it was just us. <laughs> oh my god. We were experiencing something completely different <laughs> oh. than everybody who's what? here present. Oh man. I'm like, all right, I dig it. Yo, it's comics and chaos. It's a little chaotic, but you know what? It's it's a little chaotic. Well, is it off now? Is it off? So yeah, Is it's it good. Off? Okay, oh, good. Man. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. No, you're totally good. Oh, uh, that was a, a that's hilarious. Okay, yeah. The trending ten. Okay, so we've been doing that for geez, I've been doing that every week for over three and a half years. We have to be hitting four years. I think this is in July. Maybe we break four years. It's at the point where I'm low-key forgetting how long I've done it, but it's gotta be approaching four years every single week without missing a week. And that includes any times I've been sick or been dealing with any life stuff. We get that video out. So um, trending books tend to um, show themselves first in the marketplaces that they sell in high quantities. And that's going to be eBay, you know, the places where we all buy comics typically yep. first. Um, right. You will see uh, rumblings, though, on Facebook forums, Facebook groups, um, various websites, you know. Clearly, Key Collector Comics, which is the um, the application that we have an affiliate code for, that we gather this information from every week. Key Collector takes all that data in, and they make a list called the Trending Twenty. And of those twenty books, we pick ten, organize those ten, and then write a script to kind of reflect and explain why they're selling and why they're of interest to the community over the past week. We covered the sales that have already happened. We also have a hot 10, which is a completely different video. Those are the hottest books in the world. And that's where you're going to find like the blue chip coverage, um, heritage auction sales, uh, comic connect, uh, various places. And then also sometimes on a rare occasion, uh, private sales that are able to be verified. That one's based okay. off of books that are selling over their average price that they've been hitting for like a year. So for anything to show up on the hot list, it's got to perform significantly better than it's been doing for the last year. And the trending list is just based on quantity. Gotcha. So I got and it. that, and that makes, that makes a lot of sense, too, because I mean, right. with the trending, right, you're at least right. pulling the data and that's just the raw data you're pulling in. But with the yeah. hot, you're looking at just essentially the increase, the percentage of, you know, like, holy, sh this thing like quadrupled or, you know, things yeah. of that nature. Like average sales going up for um, typically we won't um, not typically almost I would say 98% of the time we're discussing three, if not more different uh, grade points that are seeing an increased attention uh, to increase amount to. And then also you can add record breaking sales that are unique to that. And then that'll mm -hmm. adjust the positioning of them and we'll determine if they even make the list um, when it's time to, to, to analyze it. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that actually is going to lead us right into the next one, which is when that data is collected, how do you guys then uh, select the top 10? Mm. Um, is it according to data points? Is it something that you guys curate? I mean, because I'm sure there's a lot of different books that may break their prior record. Sure. Um, so how, how are the 10 selected? Well, the hot 10 is already selected and in order on Key Collector and could be consumed by everybody before we even make the video. Our Correct. assessment is all happening after that. Um, the video that's coming out while we're on the mic right now, I just got notified that it's actually almost ready, is about the Hot 10 that debuted last Monday, Sunday, 
when it came, sure. when it came out. Right. right around, it takes right a while to film it and edit it and all that. So yeah, it's like a like a week delay usually, maybe a little less. Um, the trending ten. Um, it's a mix. It, there's a handful of different paths to to that where we end up. What the ten books are, or at least you know the, that it takes. They're ranked on the on the overall list by uh, the increase in copies sold every week. So any, mm -hmm. if a book is selling bonkers high. That's usually going to be higher up on the list that we end up making. Okay, so that makes sense. So just because like an action one breaks a record, there was only that one sale where it's like if it's another book, then there were a hundred copies sold in two days, then got it. Yeah, if it's like a action one, um, I would be it's hard to assess that as a trending book because it's it's right. gonna it's it's a it's a it's actually one of the most wanted books and greatest books of all time, if not the greatest. So that's gonna land on the hot ten if it if we do see a, a sale like that. Um, whereas something like the Spider-Man Eminem variant, yes, that moved a lot of copies that week. That's that made the trending list. Exactly. In a row, I think. Um, sometimes books will land on the trending and then immediately earn their way to the hot ten, um, such as like a, you know, you'll see that with like Authority happened. Yeah, Authority yeah, went right from the trending, and then it broke such records that it was uh, exceeding three, four hundred dollars than the prior sales, and then that landed at number ten. And we chat about like, you know, first off, this is like a. It's like the difference of what's popping this week is the the stuff that you look at when you look at your phone and you're seeing your homies and, and, and various groups posting something that you're like, okay, what's going on? What's the buzz? It could be yeah. the cover, it could be the variant, it could be the story, but there's those are the books we're gonna that are gonna like likely be assessed and discussed on the trending 10 or the trending 20 or an, a, a book that's affiliated with it that caused a spike. The the hot 10, however. Um, those books are the books defining this generation of collectors. That's more like a ranked, uh, billboard charts list, you know, yeah. uh, Floyd was on the billboard charts, uh, for, for a record amount of times. I, I, I'm going to butcher this, but it's like over a decade straight, right? Um, the hot 10 is similar in that way where we would actually see, um, Omega man, Three, for example, for eight weeks in a row because it's a hot book. It's one of the most wanted books. CGC's pumping them out. People are getting them graded. You know, it's uh, it's earned its ranking and it's a prestigious slot to hit. Okay. Phil, any no. questions on that one? No, none at all. That was well explained. Yeah, that no, makes sense to me. Chad, if you yeah. guys have any questions on those ones. Can uh, I add one other thing too? Always. Allow it. One other thing, there's three people who do this with me that are very important. Ryan helps script everything. Um, also, we research and decide if we're going to move a book around or, or change slots. Does it Should number one be this one? I think this is what it should be. Um, we also have Russ Bright, who's a LCS owner, and he has a different perspective on the market as well. So he may go, oh, no, that book, that should be hotter because this was the book that everyone asked about. This other one, no one can get it. So... It's, it can't be trending more because people can't get it. So they're buying this one in mass. So that may adjust numbers. And then, of course, we got to give some love to Key Collector Comics and the creator, Nick Colonies, who's one of my best friends. So he knows the, the market like no one else does because he spends all of his time and his team analyzing it and providing value to the comic community. So if there's ever a point where we're like, where we can't decide over here or here, I have friends who are a call away where I can say, what do you think? What do you think, yeah. man? And he'll give me his just unbiased opinion because he don't sell comics. This is his gut. And he'll be like, oh, yo, check eBay. 
look at these sales. Look at these pictures of the book that broke records. Compare the, the way that they were printed. Yo, did you miss the page quality? Oh, snap, I missed that. That's why that happened. Because we're doing so much in such a little amount of time that right. as soon as the list happen and we start to build the script and hit the mic so we can get it to our, our editors to get it out, we're, it's, it's a sprint. It's just an utter sprint. So we're just trying to dive in, learn as much as possible in the quickest amount of time so we can entertain the community to the max, but also provide the most pertinent and relevant information. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Sure. Yeah, that's all. That's all I really had for that question. That basically sums it up right there. Ryan, any thoughts on that one? None whatsoever. Hey, you know like that's the right. I wrote it. I know the answer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and I can respect that. I appreciate the fact that you have so many different types of people around you to give you those different perspectives. That's uh, that's but that's invaluable. responsible. That's responsible though too, because I mean, if you if yeah. you're just taking it on a single opinion and you're not you're not using your team, you're not listening to the people around you, then honestly. Uh, it, it's 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 irresponsible to the community in which you're saying you're trying to serve if you're not oh, yeah. paying attention to those other voices and those other people. So, you know, kudos on on taking that as well, because a lot of people don't. A lot of people are just like, I mean, I, I experienced, you know, the smaller side of Instagram and whatnot, you know, everybody coming up with their own top 10, you know, and they were just like, this is my top 10, this is my thing. And like, But you wouldn't hear anybody trying to listen to other people around them. And so that... That, that, that feels like more of a community-built situation. So appreciation on that. Good job. Yep. Good, good run. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. So let's transition into the next question, which I know you definitely have a team that helps you out with this one. Let's talk about the mystery mail call. Well, tell us about the mystery mail call. Um, you know, how do you guys select the books that go in there? You know, how long have you guys been doing it? How long after the start of the channel did you do the first box? We had the box when we started the channel. Okay. We, we started the mystery mail call on Instagram with um, 25 members. Um, one or two of them are still members from, from those. They need like a days. special a gold yeah. sticker or something. <laughs> but, um, but no, we started a long time ago, like five years ago. And this is uh, essentially our Patreon. But, you know, back when I started making content, I didn't enjoy the idea of committing to content to generate money to perform the content if that makes sense, because mm -hmm. I didn't make content that I was proud enough to charge people for. And I, to this day, I don't feel like that. We we've, don't... Had, we've had multiple conversations about like, how do we, you know, do we do a Patreon? Do we do some other sort of way to fund any, anything we do? And the easiest option always seemed to be if Only people things. want to give us money, we should always give them comic books. We don't want to like make a separate tier of content that you have to pay to watch. Like these are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, you know, like, like there's a lot of amazing channels homies in the community that have sponsors there's a lot of great uh channels that have patreons there's a lot of great channels that have membership on youtube and that's all awesome in my book um just at the very beginning i, I was a, i've been selling comics since i was a little kid since i was with my dad before you this know channel, yeah. before the channel i was like you know like i grew up in a comic store like if people are you know haven't heard that story like i've been doing this my whole life like as early as i can remember so um it's just was never, it just never felt right to put that kind of pressure on the content because then I thought I'm just gonna be making content to try to like sell something like, yeah, join our Patreon or whatever. So immediately it was, Hey, I can put together comics. It's, comics are awesome. And we're talking about comics and 
Let's yeah. feed into the industry and Makes like and give value to people who give us their time because that's really the, the most important commodity. So we started with 25 people. And back then, the box was very different. You know, we didn't have as many cool comics as we do now. And exclusives. Like, I don't know how long it took for us to get exclusives into the mix, but we also threw in a trade paperback slash graphic novel into the box as well to up, yeah. the, up the perceived value on that thing, yep. as well as, I don't, know, I don't know, four or five random back issues. Yeah. We, it's definitely evolved over the years. Yeah, it's, it's evolved. And where it's at now is it's more manageable. And we have a, a great community of people who have stuck with us. And, you know, they support the show and give us... You know, as I say on the show, way too much, probably. Uh, but they give us an excuse to send them dope comics. <laughs> that is true. I know I gotta, yeah, I gotta change time. it. But you know, like there's so many shows we do, and there's only so many ways to, to say it because we don't have a whole lot of ways to support the show. Like we're we're just gonna make comics and get them out there, and then yeah. now we're starting to write comics, and we just want to empower others to to do the same and and to help grow this industry because we yep. it, it needs constant work. You know. Yeah, and I've noticed I've noticed firsthand too, just from observing and talking to you. Uh, there's a lot of thought that goes in those mystery boxes. I mean, I know you guys do crazy giveaways in there. You guys do prints. Uh, you guys do exclusives. You do vintage. There's some keys in there. So, um, shout out to you guys. And by the way, who was that? Uh, Giant Desjardins on the Darkwing Duck. Thank huh? you. Shout, yeah. Shout Giant out Desjardins. Giant Desjardins. Huh? Just yeah. killed it on the Darkwing and the Exiled. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I yeah. do not know how we got these approved. Um... <laughs> I love it. I saw them. I'm like, Disney approved our covers. Like we got, I actually happen to have gargoyles here in front of me. I'm like, when I saw this, I was like, oh, there's no, there's no way. It, it's not, it's not Disney art, you know? It's a little too dark. It's yeah. dark. I love it. I mean, it's Johnny. Yeah. But as soon as they approved it, I'm like, we can get that kind of treatment on Darkwing Duck. And they're like, yeah, we'll try. And sure enough, we did Darkwing Duck and it's superb. And that's like one of the cool parts about the mail call that we take so seriously is like, not only are our members like supporting what we do and so we can make content and, you know, try to do our best to like, just give back as much as humanly possible to the community, yeah. but we're able to empower and work with artists um, who are so damn talented. Um, the variant market specifically is such a special thing for comics and we take it really seriously. And uh, it's very important to, to all of us, which is why we spend a lot of time and I obsess over it. it it's, it's like when I'm not doing everything else, I'm trying to figure out like the next dope book I can make for the community. You know, I'm trying to think of the next artist I can help and, you know, bring yeah. up, you know? Yeah. No, I, I actually got to talk to Nate about it last night. I went to go see Ant-Man with him and uh, he, he was telling me about the Nate Johnson. Yeah, he, yeah. He went out to the movies with yeah. uh, Nate made it. You live in yeah. Chicago? No, I live in Grand Rapids. He moved to Grand Rapids. Oh, that's now. right. He moved. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, you're blowing moved. my mind right now. We actually found out we're fraternity brothers last night when we went out drinking. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy, dude. It was, it was like, I, even, I remember, I remember texting Theo. I'm just like, I was talking to him like, dude, we're like, we're like brothers. I didn't even freaking know it. We didn't even know we lived in town with each other, but yeah, it was, it was anyways, small world, but yeah, he was no, telling crazy. me about the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Mando having to get it cut because <laughs> he ordered just the size just a little because he, he was like and i was talking to tom and he, tom put it on top of the box and i thought it looked good and tom goes look again <laughs> and he's like oh yeah. so <laughs> like big. for those of you who don't know nate made it uh shout out my brother when it's dope nate made it um he was so this is like dude comics are so small this is like proof right here that yeah. we, we find each other but like phil i barely know you i know rage i talked to him a lot but and phil you're a lovely lovely guy and he makes some damn good content um but uh, Nate is like my graphic designer. He updates my website. Like he's like a member of my team. Like he's, mm -hmm. he, I've done 35, 40 covers with the gentleman. 
Um, and prior to us working together, he had never done or worked in comics. Um, and that's kind of part of the responsibility of making variant covers is constantly being on the grind to discover talent and to try and just introduce just some amazingly talented people to the comic book community because this is how it grows. We got to, if you don't have the comics physically in hand, it all goes away. It all goes away. And like, don't forget for one second that this is like a dead medium that shouldn't exist. There's a reason why it's digital. There's a reason why I read mostly digital. Ryan reads mostly digital. Jen Mint read, used to Not read anymore. on his freaking phone. He reads it on his tablet now. You know, like we, we there's. I mean, whenever I'm comics, but like selling in, an actual physical damn. copy, I go online and read it digitally. I mean, <laughs> so like, so it's like if these don't get printed, uh, a lot will not be made. Yeah. And that's not an option, which is why the collector's community, the the, the variant market is so important because it's like one of the foundations of this entire industry we love. It's you want to recover A's. You're gonna have I'm, to I'm glad you times. say that because Gabriel just actually chimed in with a perfect question I think that we can continue into right there. What's your thoughts on the influx of books? with high ratios and indies with small print runs. Is it inflating the market? What's your guys' thoughts? Is oh, Ryan, so one, Tom, one second here. We're, we're getting some interference too. I don't I don't know what's, oh, oh Jesus, God, who the oh. hell is this dude? What the <laughs> shit? Oh, oh no, we have a party crasher. We invited him once, he hasn't left. Yeah, this is where the party's at? On? Is this where the party's at? <laughs> the golden age guru, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. He's here. What's up, guys? Sorry, just yes. Go back to the question. I apologize. We just had a surprise. We just yeah, had thanks, a surprise bro. guest. So yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, well, you know, I did it for you, Theo. I just nope. throw that curve. You get better at it every time. Just curve. It's comics and chaos, yo. This is the I love chaos. it. Believe it or not, I'm bringing the chaos. This is gotcha dirt journalism That's at its it. best. Damn it! <laughs> what, were we, what were we being asked? The, uh, the so influx so of the ratios. Yeah, there you oh, go. the influx of ratios. Indie yes. small print okay, runs. what are your thoughts on the influx of books with high ratios, one in 300s and indies with small print runs? Is it inflating the market? Hmm. Such a good question. What do you think, Ryan? I want to hear my thoughts on that. I don't know. I haven't really learned about ratios until very recently, but I feel like if a store is in the position to order 300 plus, I don't think any small store is going to like take that big of a risk, you know, because you have to... You have to sell the books you order at some yes. point. Otherwise, they'll end up just filling up a back issue bin in the back of your shop. Yep. I feel like a shop like Midtown or something could probably comfortably handle a 300 plus order to, to hit one of those rare ratio variants. Or like yep. if it's a book like us that we're ordering a bunch of copies for the mystery mail call and it's definitely more than 300 copies that way. So maybe then larger people could take advantage of that. But I think if you're a smaller shop, it doesn't make much sense to over order a, a book that, you know, you can't move just to get one of the rare ratio variants that might not even really end up being worth it in the end i know like with berserker like with the one in one thousands and stuff like that I, I know people that specifically had to because their shop buy a thousand copies <laughs> you know buy hundreds yeah. of copies of the book like if you oh if you but want that's us to order different that for okay you, phil and that's gotta, worth it that well i know <laughs> just so you can get dressed up and put some fake blood so on. i absolutely love high ratio variants and I think it's very important for the comic book marketplace. If you enjoy boss logic as an artist in this industry, you better have a one in 300 for him as an option. It's pretty damn mm -hmm. expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, he's one of the best and greatest artists in our, in, in the freaking world. Mm -hmm. And he takes time to draw Ninja Turtles because he loves comics. Raf Grissetti, someone we work with. One of, one of like, you know, what, uh, art director of God of War, one of the greatest games of all time, spends time drawing 
comic covers because he wants to, not because he has to. And if he gets asked to do a one in 15, one in 25, one in 100, that's, a, that's an amazing thing to be able to, 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 to bring this talent in, you know? Um, also, you know, there's a, every year, there are less comic stores than there were the year before. And yet I remind everybody, just two years ago, for an entire quarter, three months, stores were shut down. Yep. They had to operate out of their out of their store. They couldn't even bring their employees in. Some stores were forbidden to even open up. Um, a lot of stores closed down. We bought multiple stores. In our group, Jeff, you would test more than five stores yeah. closed. People who lost everything. But we, you know, but but because we're a community and we, we make sure people are taken care of, they were able to exit in you know, with respect and, 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 and not just like give it away. Right. But um, my point is that incentives allow those who are investing in these comic books, a way to get diverse inventory to lower their risk in the event that they're not unable to move, let's say 3000 Marvel comics yeah. or 4,000 DC comics or 500 boom comics. So if you can get a store, let's say like Ninja Funk, right? Who there was a lot of support. A lot of people ordered uh, Ninja Funk. Um, there didn't have to be a one in 250. There didn't have to be a one in 250. But that decision to have there be a one in 250, that was the creators or whoever, um, their team that made that happen. They paid this cover. Made, they funded it. It was a boss logic, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, the Kevin Eastman cover, how much, how expensive is it to make a Kevin Eastman cover? Like, yes, it's to gross sales. Right. But when you get to 250, how many stores are ordering 250 comics? Um, that right there is the publisher slash creative team doing a solid to those who are investing in the book. They're doing them a freaking favor because if you have to order 500 copies, you're either going to get a one in five, you're either going to get a couple one in two fifties or one in 500 if it's available or not. And not every variant sells out. We have one of the more popular channels on YouTube. We sell a lot of comic books. Comic book channels. Comic book themed channels. That, yeah. Yeah. Not one of the most popular. No, no, excuse world. me. No, no, like, collecting. Where we focus on comic book collecting in the market and things like that, you know, obviously. Um, where we cover on like variant comics. Ryan, right. you're a savage. Hey, thank yeah. you. Keep, keep me on. I'm known as being sure. a savage. <laughs> but as like, and we sell a lot of variant comics and we do not sell out of them. It's a constant right. grind of like being patient and not, you know, overspending and 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 having too many covers that just you're unable to move. It's what ends a lot of stores, especially. So it's so, anyways, um, it's it's about that like risk assessment that I really respect about it too, because there's a lot of stores, whether they have brick and mortars or not, that make variant comics, and it supports the industry. It's like the foundation of it. As a reader, I just try to pick one copy and and live. And live my life that way. I like I say, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I put an asterisk there? The foundation of the comic industry is the LCSs. Correct. Don't get it twisted. Yes. But, but beyond that, yeah. one of the reasons why LCSs and the, the, the new stores that are emerging and that are still coming up, the, the next gen, you know, those individuals. Well, I mean, they're, they're also, the, the, the new comics are still being printed, though, too. Because like you were saying, like, this is a dying 
<laughs> like it's paper you know it's it's oh. not something that's just all of a sudden like oh my gosh we need to print more comics they haven't been thinking about that for the last few years it's this kind of market it's those kinds of ratios it's these variants it's the interest in speculation and the that that economy that's built around comics still circulating is what's keeping marvel publishing more titles and dc publishing more titles what they thought that we might have been doing when covid began you know and all those things started like oh my god this could be the death knell to all these things you know we've got more books coming out now than ever you know and that's because of this side of the industry in my opinion i don't know no i agree yeah. I think that's 100% because of this part of the industry. There's a reason why we have even comic creators, like say specific ones, that they're not really like into like the collectible end of it, like paying more than cover price. But mm -hmm. every one of their titles has one in 10s, one in 25s, one in 100s, one in 250 for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's not hypocrisy. It's like it's part of the way that stores even like that. The level of risk that I just described is for someone who wants to take one issue of an entire run of comics. Imagine the amount of money it costs to do every single issue. I can tell you my idea because we're making a comic. It's expensive as hell. Every <laughs> one of those is a giant project. And to yeah. support that project, those stores have to order them and hope the customers pick it up. Hope that they pay for it. Hope that people come in and that the marketing was done enough on the publisher end and media end to drive people to a comic store. Right? There's a lot of times where you're saying hope and the LCS is the one waiting. Their money is already out. They paid for it and they're waiting to get it back. If that store can be incented to buy three more copies of a comic book to get that one in 25, to be able to possibly make 15, 20 bucks, maybe $25 off of that one dope ass book by David Finch. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty important thing to have then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's said. Yeah, well said. So, yeah. Jeff, any, any thoughts on that? I think uh, for me, yeah, the variety of people in this hobby, I think needs to be recognized. And I feel like people are in the hobby for whatever reason they are in it. And I feel they project that being the way that it should be for everybody from time to time. But there's just so many lanes to be in with the hobby itself, whether it's collecting, reading, um, you know, just whatever. Speculation, your, investing. Speculation, yeah. any of that. And none of it's really wrong. It's just the way to get into the hobby. And the more people that come in with whatever reason they come in, the better it's going to be for everyone because we're going to have the material being um, absorbed by more people. And so for me, when you talk about ratios being higher, it's like, okay, well, for those people who want something more special too, instead of the other 299, they want that 300th version, you know, they'll pay up to have it because that's what they want. They want to be able to collect it uh, on the newer end of books and get that more uh, rare version of a cover. So I think it's important for, A, like you said, helping offset costs of the uh, that you need to put out to even have the comics in your store. But that also feeds the need of the person who wants something more special, too, instead of just buying the regular ratio variants or the regular variant or cover B, whatever it is. Right. Um, so like I said, it's it's the whole hobby, you know, I mean, we could go back, start in 1938 if we want to go that far. All right. So if you're going to tell me that in all those years, there's only one way to really do this, do comics. I mean, that's you're 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 nuts. All right. It's been around for 90 plus years. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. Let's all just go with the flow. 
Let's enjoy it. We have it. Why complain about it? For the it love of God. So many people, though, too, right? I mean, yes. artists, and, writers, people that, yeah. especially like the I, as an indie comic guy myself, I'm 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 much more of an indie comic guy than I I, I like DC. I like Marvel, yes, but I, I like indie comics. And to me, one of the coolest things about this recent boom in comics is the diverse amount of writers and the diverse amount of artists that can actually stick with comics. Like beforehand, everybody wanted to get the f- out of comics. Everybody that was in comics was just like, I can't wait until I can work on movies. I want to be a screenwriter on a set and I want to do all these other different things. And they wanted to get out of comics. This was just a thing to do to get into something else. And now all of a sudden, like I can make a living in comics. I can do that. I can support my, I can make in, I, I can make I can tell stories that people love to digest in this medium that I enjoy and where I'm starting. I, I, can, I can I can live in this. And that's one of the most interesting things about this time. I feel like right now, especially in indie comics, that there are so truth? many, so many people coming out to actually have that original thought in those different things. I, I don't know. I find like that's what's really special right now about the comic market and what it has done and what it has done for, you know, the entire economy and especially our creatives out there in the world. And I, and real quick, I will have one gripe with the hobby. I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm not. By the way, it's not perfect. All right, not much in this world is perfect. Okay, so let's just realize that. But what I will say is that I would like the cost of comics to be less, because it would be nice to have the ability to have <laughs> oh, less cover so, expense so of these cover prices, that. so that I more people three hundred affordable. I want We're a about to get into 500. the next question here. How about so, no, that? Yeah, we'll, we'll let, let just... you start there. There you go. Well, let, him, let him finish. Let him finish real yeah, quick, Theo. Let going, him finish. Let him finish. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is I'd like curl prices to be less, more for the fact that, that it gives people with budgets to buy more titles and yes. be open to more. Try to you know, things. people can have their pull box be more than like three books a month, four books a month. It'd be nice to just see that become, you know, five five a month instead of three you know mm-hmm. let's go up some i'm not mm-hmm. saying you got to cut it in half i'm not saying you know whatever like i said it's not perfect but it, it'd be nice like movies for the love of god why are you raising prices for certain sections to in the movie i'd rather have a refund how about giving me a refund because the movie sucked i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna get a refund if the movie sucks am i yeah i'm gonna pay more for a better seat in a theater like get the get out of here like come on yep. Yeah, you know it doesn't... that's that, that's just an AMC thing, right? Oh, man. So far, so far, so far. Anywho, but yeah, thoughts on the comic, the current comic market, market. Uh, Ryan, Tom, we'll start off with you guys here on this one. What are your Theo? Any interpretations on that? I'm enjoying it. I have an enormous pull list that I can barely keep up with. Uh, but Same. I love current comics. It's the only, it's the only kind I like to read. If I'm being 100 honest. Yeah market itself yeah it'd be nice if they didn't cost as much it'd be nice <laughs> if the paper quality was a little less flimsy especially I, like Marvel books. I don't have i don't have any real complaints you know besides the stuff you hear everybody say you know they restart stuff too much you know runs aren't as long as they used to be i don't, I don't, I don't care i like reading them What's i'll piggyback off her. Read right now i love it uh that's fan. That's probably the most positive answer I've heard in a long time on the thoughts on the market right now. <laughs> I'm a reader. I like reading them. That's, that's amazing. I don't care yeah. what cover I get. I mean, as long as the cover I get is is something that visually appeals to me, I just get one per book. I don't like to buy multiples or different variants for the same book. I just what's, want to read. It. What's one of your favorite ones you're reading right now, though, Ryan? Uh, the Approach. I really love that from Boom Studios. Did I have it right here? 
I'm a big fan of uh, Spy Superb from Dark Horse. That book cracks me the hell up. Have you read The Approach? I've got the first nope. issue. I have not. I have not cracked them yet. I've got them all in my stack. I've got. I think you're uh, good. You might want to. Yeah, it's it's better to to save up a little bit and read it. It's I a, definitely don't like only reading them. Once slowly. a month is a pain in the ass sometimes. I yeah. I I have no patience. I have to get the trade paperback, yeah. or I I I wait until I've got at least the first three to four issues before I read it. Well, I can go off on my favorites, but you know, there's a few. Well, here's an idea. How about, how about you, Tom? Go ahead, finish up. Sorry. Uh Thoughts on the comic marketplace? I mean, yeah. there's always a lot of good comics to read. Um, it doesn't seem to be as um, much. I mean, it's always like feels like it's in a state of decline with, with new titles. There's always like things getting canceled and stuff. But there's actually a lot of great comics out there right now. Um, really enjoying like Poison Ivy. Um, yep. That was it's in my top three. Yeah, I caught up on Ghost Rider. It's freaking dope. I think Marvel especially has really Marvel's stepped up been. their game in the last year or two. I have not Absolutely. been the biggest Marvel fan, but. it's You know what is also, you know. I mean this in the most respectful way, but I'm not talking about Al Ewing or Donnie Cates that often. I'm talking about other creators a lot more. Sure. Like, as far as ones that I'm like, oh damn, you know, like these 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 titles are are, are getting me. Um, like Nightwing, all over this last year, you know, um, Daredevil, everything Chip Zdarsky is doing, yep. um, you know, especially with Batman, has been so freaking good. So it's like it's a great time to be reading and getting comic books. Um, as far as collecting, yo, the FOMO right now is real. There are books getting cheap, cheap, cheap. Like nine eighths of characters on the screen premiering this weekend. Oh. It's $200 cheap. So if we're talking about the market, yo, FOMO is getting real right now in this house. I'm like, I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm busy. But, but, but question, I'm just, just, just making, I'm just making sure that. Collector. You yeah, know? just making sure that's what you mean, though, because the FOMO is getting real, but you're saying the books are getting cheap. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a there's like a lot of books. Should that, it be the other uh, way around. To get they're like, so cheap, the FOMO's there. They're so cheap that I'm okay, like, okay, oh I man, it, I, I don't want to spend all my freaking money. But like, how cheap is Batman Adventures Twelve getting right now? Okay. Oh no, it's up twice. I don't look at first appearances. I don't give a crap. Give me my pull list. Yeah. Batman Adventures like, Twelve, huge right now. Twenty eight hundred and a three thousand dollars sale. The last two. It's crazy. Right, which is like it's spiking now. Well, it's going, oh yeah, it's spiking because like the Harley stuff that just came out and stuff. And I'm sure it's more attention. But like I'm saying, like there were some times in the last couple months where it's like, just like me as a collector, I'm just like, damn, I really want to buy this book. I don't need it's going to sit in my freaking closet, but I really want it. <laughs> That's it's just, idea, it's right? just real, yo. It's just, I could really it's use an eighth yeah. copy of this. I could really use an eighth copy. Well, you know, that's the problem, yo. That's how I collect. When I, when I go in, like you saw me this last year, man, they said J Jim Carrey may be Modoc. And I, I haven't, I've stayed away from Ant-Man spoilers. I don't think Jim Carrey is going to be the surprise Modoc. It's pretty much confirmed that it's not, but I'm still hoping in here that it's going to be a gotcha moment. And I really, I spent way too much money on Modoc this year because I was like, hey, Jim Carrey, Modoc, that's, let's get it. Let's get That'd it. Cool. So cool that been? I'm going to let you know, you may or may not be right. I don't want to spoil it for you. But don't tell me. <laughs> it was a fantastic movie. You should see it. it was I love Modoc. It became a comic that I like buying. Kirby cover. He's on the cover in the bottom corner. You know, you almost miss it. Yep. I don't yep. think he gets enough cred. It's a cool book. Jeff, you know what I'm but, talking about. Damn it. I do. I do. How about, how about you, Kirby, Jeff? Man. Thoughts on it the actually, too. spoiler alert, it was actually Kevin Hart with Modoc. So, uh, so well, they had the guys. child like hands and legs right. So, <laughs> like T Rex, he was comedy relief the entire time. That's what it was. 
but yeah, as uh, far as like the like good time to buy right now, um, just like consume a lot of your 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 favorite YouTubers content. Doesn't have to be ours. There's a lot of great people doing it. Um, recommend like uh, uh, Swaggle House does a really good job doing like ongoing market um, analysis. Um, Comic Book Invest, uh, David over there, Dave from Comic Book Invest, and he does a lot of great work yep, too. Yep. Um, um, Bryce Comics as well. Uh, just like 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 leverage your resources when people are chatting about it and they're using like trusted resources like GPA, et cetera, to give you a better idea of if this is a good time to buy something or not, because you may want to wait on some things, but other things you may it may be a really good time to do it if you're if you're looking to to buy some comics. I have I have optimism for this collectible hobby this year. Me too. I mean, since December last year, you know, again, you gotta understand comics every year at the end of the year slow down. It, they just do. It's a great time to buy if you have, you know, confidence in it. And then throw in the the slide of the market on top of that. It looked horrible. But since December, we're seeing January slow ticks up. February, I've been to a con. Um, I'm seeing a lot of attention coming back to books and people just realizing that, you know, maybe it's time to pick up some things. We got a lot of growth happening and a lot of exciting uh, movies coming out. And I think the energy is coming back. Uh, so I don't know. I just uh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. The, I'm feeling it with the collectors. I'm feeling it with the readers. I don't know about you guys, but on my end, um, it just seems like the energy's still there and the interest in the hobby's still there. And from where it was to where it is now, it just feels like there's some opportunity to get into books now if you've always wanted to, um, to go and freaking finally do it. You know, it's always hard to time the bottom of a market, guys. So sometimes you just got to pull the trigger at some point and get in. And I think I'm seeing people do that now. Sounds like it's a great time to go after that grail you've been chasing. Yeah, especially grails. Yeah. Can't go wrong with grails, guys, because a grail for you is usually a grail for everybody else. Well, I mean, yeah, and right here, Mikey Comics said it best right there. Boom. Now's the time to buy a Chorock one. Let's freaking go. <laughs> damn right absolutely yeah. damn right i still gotta wallpaper a room with uh one day i, I, just, I still <laughs> i still feel like i because I, I, I just see people sitting on stacks of them and i'm just like it'd be really cool to just you know publish a wall with this oh just wallpapered in that but yeah no ant-man was great Ant-Man was great sorry I, my, my headphone went out for a while there though but great movie last night <sighs> kevin hart killed it <laughs> yeah. he's in everything killed it <laughs> okay so we're gonna we're gonna deviate just a a pinch here and we're gonna go ahead and go down this route so question for tom and i fire guy ryan you too do you guys only sell and whatnot I believe the answer is yes. Ryan. I don't sell anywhere. You're the, I, get, I can give you a You're just so biased, Ryan. All you do is sell on whatnot. You don't like <laughs> buying any. You don't even sell anywhere else. You're just a whatnot diehard. All you Man. care about is whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. That's true. Damn it, Ryan. I know. I'm so loud. He is the only one that channel. exclusively sells on whatnot. That's right. It's true. Tom's just my puppet. That's right. It's whatnot. True with no, 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 no. Um, yeah, whatnot's awesome. Um, but do I only sell on whatnot? No, no, no. Um, I have a website, comicton101.com. I guess we sell a mail call. I guess does that count? Yeah, we have one of the largest ongoing, like monthly comic book subscription service in the world. And here we serve our community, which is just dope. Um, we also sell on eBay sometimes. I'm probably gonna add some stuff on there soon. I've had an eBay uh store 
passed down from my dad from when I was a kid. We used to both work on it. So it's old as hell. Shout out to Comic Pops. Comic Pops. It's my dad. Yeah, fantastic, dude. Okay. And so let's go to the next one then. Now, what, what gives you faith in whatnot as a selling platform when you, you know, when you look to the future for this one? Oh, what gives me faith in whatnot? Okay, so there's, a, there's two questions here within this one. I don't know if the person who asked it um, realizes it. Whatnot is a selling platform for, for live selling. That's like the main thing. There's other aspects of the marketplace, but it's live selling at its core, right? Um, what gives you faith, faith in live selling as a platform is one question. What gives me faith in whatnot as one of the leading live selling platforms is another. So for both, I mean, it's kind of the same question. Or it's, 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 they're, they're different answers. They're similar. Um, I'll answer them both beginning right now, um, as a live selling platform, there's nothing more impacting, rejuvenating, just exciting about buying comics than live selling. There's this, the best part of comic collecting is going to your LCS. It's having your friend come over who just got a new collection. It's trading your homies like with, with, with comics. It's, it's going to swap meets, going to estate sales, going to comic shows, like doing the comic community stuff the best parts of it, but you got to go and do it. You got to do it in person. And for two years, we couldn't even do that. And it sucked. It was really, really crappy. And now we can do it, not just in person, but we can do it remotely. We're and referring to the COVID lockdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like we, we, we got hit with that being taken away. And then fortunately live selling just arrived and arrived in, arrived in the form largely as far as the comic community with whatnot. There's other live selling platforms. It's been going on for a long time. This is happening in other countries, like all over the place. However, notice that comic books, it took whatnot to step in. And I think that they deserve more kudos about that than others because there's other live selling platforms that have not even be, really begun, like really begun paying attention to it because it is such a tough thing to do. It is very difficult. The comic community being served takes so much more care and responsibility. It costs more. Um, it, there's just so much to it when you compare it to like a Magic the Gathering or Pokemon sales or something like that. You know what I mean? You can, you can ship a card for cents, but a comic, starting with first class, yo, if there's more than one comic in there, bet your ass is going to cost you 10 bucks. Like, you know, it's, it, it's not easy to do. So as far as live selling goes, it's the best thing to happen to comics since eBay. As far as whatnot goes, it's the best thing to happen to comics since eBay because it's absolutely growing the community. It's growing the production of comic books and it's empowering sellers and LCSs for the first time to be able to like do it in their own house by the click of a button. Um, there are publishers thriving right now because of whatnot. So absolutely. What do, I, do I have faith in it, in, in live selling long-term? Absolutely. Do I have faith in whatnot long-term? They're the first sponsor, ongoing sponsor we've ever had in five years. And I didn't make that decision lightly. That's true. Could have had all sorts of hair trimmers. Which still uh, shocks me that you guys didn't have a sponsor until recently with whatnot. Yeah, we did it ourselves. Um, it was really easy to make that decision because the sponsors came in the form of I'll give you money to talk about my comic book. It came in the form of, I'll give you money to talk about a Kickstarter, Indiegogo, a project, an artist, a variant, 
a store. I'll give you money to talk about a review. Were, like, turning down things from like Manscaped. Oh, that too. <laughs> and that sort of. Oh stuff. no, <laughs> that the, there are those. Right. Don't get it twisted. There are there's a lot of shirt companies. Like we get hit up like everybody who has a YouTube channel eventually and start getting hit up by, like, hey, we'll give you fifty dollars if you review. I, I'm not doing that, yo. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So that's the first thing. But then it's like, ah, it doesn't feel right to be like, yo, check this Kickstarter out. I'm getting paid for this, but check it out. Like I tell people when they want me to talk about their Kickstarter, I'll check out your Kickstarter. If I want to talk about it, I'll talk about it. If I don't, you probably don't want me to talk about it. Right? It's fair enough. It's more honest. I just don't want to have any bias as it pertains to the, the, the comics that I'm being paid to talk about. So I just don't get paid to talk about them. Very easy decision. Um, I respect that. I respect that. Okay. Are you muted, Phil? Yeah, Phil, yeah. are you muted? The nice thing about like talking about something that broad is that it can, it, it gives access for everyone too. So that's, you know, kudos on choosing something that can actually apply to everyone and it shouldn't, you know, stop other people from feeling, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, but for feeling out of place when they would come on your show or they would have a conversation with you because maybe it's X shop and their variants and you're, uh, you're hawking their books. And now we're back with so-and-so who is visiting from so-and-so, you know, it's, it's almost like a barrier for a lot mm -hmm. of people in places. I know that's something Theo and I have even, we've even had a couple people approach us with just this little group that we've got right now uh, of, of following to say, we want to sponsor you. And like, I, I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for thinking about us. But unfortunately, we can't accept anything right now because it's 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 too it sets too many barriers for our guests and for our friends to come on because it, it just doesn't feel right. So, no, kudos on that. I, picking no walls. a very mature conversation to have, especially with it, when it comes to your shows and your community. It's, that you it's a but like, don't get it twisted. It's definitely a privilege to be able to say and do that like if if we didn't have our community oh you i'd be shaving my face on camera like we gotta pay ryan somehow comic fam you know that's kind of like the feeling like if i have to shave to do it that's not how you do it to death and shave but, my beard. but it works because the content that we talk about we take it very seriously um you know it's a strange thing but our most consumed videos are the trending 10 and the hot 10 you know mm -hmm. we make uh we make uh fun podcasts about comic books um, you know, with the guru and we have LCS owners on to talk about comic sales and the collectible hobby and stuff. And it's like, it's so much fun. And it's also needs to be so damn accurate that, you know, you're giving me kudos having, um, specialists on the show, you know, people who know this better than I do. And it, it's like, I appreciate you noticing that, but also we wouldn't have grown the way we have without Russ Bright and golden age guru specifically, but there's also other people too, you know, John Hill. He's a mentor. I've known him since I was a little kid. Saw him last week. Uh, bought a bunch of comics from him. You know, my dad obviously impacted me a lot. And there's a lot of other dealers that I've learned from too. And there's no half-assing talking about comic books. Um, the comic fam is one of like the smartest group of collectors. You cannot BS this community. You see through it. I've tried. You can't. <laughs> I know, right? Why is he playing for so long now? You can't. It's like we're talking about people who care if 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 the if the book and I can, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. If it's a 
VF or a near mint? You have manhandled the hell out of that book, by the way. That's one of my favorite books in existence right now. And you're looking right now. If I read, I have comic books I read. This is what I, this is how I feel about this. If this hurts you, read your comics a little bit. I like, there's nothing better than rolling up a comic, putting it in your pocket and then being in line and going one second. You don't like his approach, Ryan? Guys, do you see Ryan about to explode here? <laughs> I know, I know that it hurts Ryan, but it's a good thing he's on camera I, right now. Yo, I it's, love it it's when hurting I have me damages. Right I have damages. There's nothing like just like rolling up a freaking one in twenty-five, putting that in your pocket. That's what we did when we were kids. <laughs> I mean, we were when we were kids and we were reading these for the first time. He's mad. We he's like, about the touching my comic right now. But I mean, how many of us were concerned with the condition when we were kids? You know, when we, we, were, we were picking up that Jim Lee Never. X-Men one. You know, Never. I, I wasn't thinking to myself, like, man, I'm going to go to college on this one day. Guys, if you all read your comics like this guy with a freaking glove. This guy reads his comics with a glove. If we're all doing this, turning the page and watching. Ryan, I, I respect that, hand. by the way. I do the, the same thing if it's a book I, I love. And I'm There's going to be too many near-man oh, comics. You're going to be mad in 20 years, Rage. All your John Wick comics are going to be worthless because there's all there's a there's a census of a thousand nine point eight. You need to contribute there, to the comic market, there, damn it. There is not a thousand nine point eight on that book, baby. Them. Okay, that, that book years. is super tough in a nine point eight. That I can tell you right now. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Oh, God. Uh, you know, but you you are a a a writing tandem now. We are. You are a writing tandem now. It's a different way to work with somebody. And you know what? We've been on for an hour, so I do want to touch on that because I love where the conversation is <laughs> going. But you told me if you haven't gotten into Crash Down in the first half hour. Right. Damn it. Did you guys notice I sent him Ridiculous. notes in the background? I was sending him Ridiculous. notes. I'm like, Theo, we need to get to Crash Down. Why inspire <laughs> you to write Crash Down? Well, let's, let's, let's tell people about, all about the money, the grief, the Benjamin. Let me show people. Let me show, let me show people crash down real quick. Let, let's show them. Let's show, show them. Show them down. near you crash down bro i laughed i laughed when i saw that i saw that that whole like you know i've got to go to the bathroom i couldn't i i i laughed a little too loud at that i won't lie oh thank you guys i appreciate it we're having fun you know you know we got ben temple smith living horror legend i don't know what life we're living right now but so tell us about it so you're coming out of the comic book called crash down yes through what not publishing Written by you, written by the both of you. Yes, we um we are not the only 
masterminds behind this project. Um, we couldn't do it without living legend, living horror legend, writer, artist, Ben Templesmith. He is a lot. He is a lot. Like I said, when I say living, um, at least last I checked, I hope he is. Stress that stress the living. (laughs) Um, and then also our, uh, just crazy smart, um, just like sees through our crap and helps make it great. Um, editor, Michael, Michael Calera. And, um, he's, he's just a, a, a wealth of knowledge. He's a co-owner of whatnot publishing. I believe that's his yep. and artist or, or, or owner. I don't know, but like, he's a head of whatnot publishing with Kevin Rodatelli. Um, he's the artist of alpha betas writer of quested and uh, overall cool guy and good friend. And he's texting us as we talk right now about our book that we wrote. It's a sci-fi horror. We're taking our readers to another planet after earth dies. And with the attempt of bringing the first colony there. It was beautiful. It was good. I'm glad you did that. And I didn't have to. Yes. I love it. When does it come out? So um, we are we're actually getting the final pages for issue one, probably in the next couple of days. Hopefully, issue two yeah, is almost done. Um, issue three is what we're working. It's going to be a three issue arc, maybe a zero or fourth issue. It's a possibility. We're still toying with the ending. We may have some like flashback stuff. We may go back to if You know, this was a, uh, an idea that uh, we were that I was doing before whatnot was even a thing. You know, this was all like or not whatnot comics rather, and before we ever sold on whatnot did anything with uh, whatnot, whatnot publishing. publishing specifically. Uh, you and Ben both. have been tossing around the both. idea of doing a comic book together for a while. Yeah, you know, without me, true. And no, then, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Well, what happened was I was interested I in making right. a comic book with Benty, um, and it's got some Lovecraft vibes to it. Um, obviously, it's called Crashdown and. We have characters. Uh, the, the the company's name is Apollo. Like, like the, obviously, we're Battlestar Galactica fans, and we also like Lost. This guy is a big. Uh, he's actually a member of the Dharma Dharma Initiative. Um, has a tattoo on his body. Can't so, talk like, about that, dude. Can't talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, personal tattoos. It I is. love Lost. Um, you know, we're we're having fun. I now. loved it until the last episodes. But yes. Yeah. I yeah. I wasn't gonna go there, but thanks, Bill. But watch them again. Yeah. They're good. Still good. But um, ideal so shooting to have release happening happen around San Diego is is like what we're working SCCC. hard on. Maybe, oh, little yeah, release. We're, we're hoping that we have okay. like, you know, the community, you know, support around that time. We'll be out there in person. Um, Ryan will join, and it'll be a it'll be a hoop. It'll be my first time going. You know, we're we're working with a lot of our artists that we've worked with in the past. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a interesting thing to add to our current grind of what we've been doing for the last few years, because it's like a lot of work making us pause everything that we have to do. And then we have to like go into a different part of our brain and shut out everything turns our, turn our phones off. Um, We've even had to like leave the locations where our computers are so we can go to a new space to get creative, you know, go to a coffee shop. Fewer distractions. You know, I, Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I think go sit on go sit on the side of a mountain, you know. Yeah, that's how that phones, works. Two phones is what yeah, I have to do. Turn your phone off my ass. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but my computer and you know, going somewhere else. But it, it's 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 actually uh, been a lot of fun because we have an interesting way that we're making this, and it's a uh, it's it's something that it's it, I don't know when you see the pages get colored and and they become real, it's like oh wow, I couldn't have made I didn't have the recipe to make this dish without him. So, and without Ben and Michael and it all comes together. And then I'm looking at this, you know, we baked a freaking cake. We, we, we made a, 
uh, a gabagool, you know? And it's awesome. We stand back and go, and oh, these are kids, you know? Ryan and I made a baby. And, and there's these characters we talk about Several like they're real. Violently murdered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're writing stories about characters, and then we're talking about the ways we can have them killed on panel. Like, oh, I want to see this person. We have this whole backstory. You know, this is what they think. And what's fun about a comic, there's only like 22 pages, right? We're, we're keeping it concise, you know? We got the one of the masters of three-issue comic book stories drawing our book so we're gonna we're gonna do this justice right and these characters the best way to write them is to build up who they are their experiences and then to like write that down somewhere we may use it we probably won't but in our heads it's it's part of the canon whether it'll actually become canon is another story because we may not want it to be canon but it's helpful to think of these people as real and then we're having conversations about their decisions in their lives that are never going to hit the pages and we're arguing about them and what how they would talk to their partner and what they would say to their friend and and is this person is this person going to be psychotic or are they just going to be a dangerous person and we will have these it's an actual these, conversation we, 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 yeah. we'll get into conversations about ethics and and how people think and what people do and you know and all of a sudden one panel happens and it didn't matter at all it and it didn't matter <laughs> but, but yeah. we'll get to issue three and now it's like, oh, we talked about this, and now this makes sense. He is a psychopath. So, Boom! so question: is, is this all like, how do I word this? Original thoughts, or did you guys get inspired by any other properties and projects? It's basically <laughs> just Lost on a spaceship. We named all the characters. <laughs> the There's gonna be a bunker that they find in the ground. Can we say time, so, time machine? Say some of their names. Monster. A polar we actually bear, did. Uh, we. I'm, I'm. I'm not kidding. This time we actually did base uh, the names of our pilot and our co-pilot. Our uh, their last names are Locke and Shepard. Yeah. As a direct, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Direct. No yeah, shit. Yeah, we're not messing around. We're not messing around. We have, yeah. we have influences. We have certain. As long as his name's not John, we're okay. But yeah. Holy shit. And we want to. Uh, we want to honor with uh, some character names. Character names are specifically one thing. I don't know if there's any character in this thing that isn't influenced or you know an homage to that. One of the one of the characters is a soldier. Her name's Rosa, which is like named after my grandma. Okay, you know? there you go. So I was thinking more of the hereditary character. Oh, here we have. Well. <laughs> I have Wait, a hereditary too. It's my favorite movie of all time, and fantastic. Movie. We have a bunch. Oh, I of thought, I thought it was maybe like the Rosa from Aliens. I remember there was a character named oh. that one of the one of the space marines. Was we Rosa. did copy the name Lambert. That is that is from Alien. We took that. Yep. Took it. We saw it. We just said, we want it. We took it. Come on. Love it. But yeah, no, I mean, there's little things that are like directly inspired, but we're, we're names, you know, not that, but right. I'm yeah, right. purposely trying to avoid being like other comics. I'm trying to read a lot of Ben Temple Smith comic books because I'm not necessarily trying to learn from the narrative, but I'm trying to learn from the flow, how he communicates a short sequence through panels so that I can, you know, be inspired when we're trying to discuss how someone's going to get torn apart and what will be cool yeah. to, you know, what to highlight, what, what should the, what should the color of the flames be? You know, things like that, that you don't, you know, when you think about like writing a comic, there's so, there's a list of things you got to so answer. Much detail. Yeah. You wouldn't even think about until you're actually going, I got to explain this to someone else. 
We got to be able to do what's in our head. For example, we recently got a note from our editor, Michael, that uh, you guys don't use any of the character names in the in the dialogue. Uh, <laughs> oh, page. It's in the script because we write down, oh, this is Jimmy talking to Sally or whatever. Yeah, but like they say never their say, name every once in a while. Hey, like, oh, damn. You know, that never that never really. So like, we had to, yeah, like, oh, you make a good point, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> we're like we're definitely new at this like, this is our first published work in in, in it, comics Jim. and um we're definitely leaning on people who've done this many times and we have one of the best so, um two of some of the best independent comic creators um helping yeah. us make this reality Tom and me that's the so only three process. issues right you said only three issues at least three, three. at least three right now we might, we might expand either on the back end with a fourth or the front end with a zero <sighs> there's part Maybe part both? of this whole thing is like every page you do you realize how short a comic page is. And then you think, yeah. here's another idea. Like, there's been so many times where we're like, this would be such a great comic book. Like, we're we're going to talk about the arrival on this new planet, right? I haven't even really gotten into it yet. And I'll see what the planet's name is. Imperium. Oh so we're going we're gonna to arrive there, right? After cryo, um, after people wake out of, out of cryo sleep and they're going to they're gonna, uh, descend there. So um, that right there, is the bulk of the story what they find what they experience in a very short amount of time um and in that it's like where do they come from so there's a little bit about like why we left earth but then we start talking about that and going into uh, uh we're creating a backstory you know like what why how did they get there why did they get there how did it become possible and this thing you know there's like a whole arc that i want to i don't make whether we could easily make a prequel at least one Just, issue, if not a whole arc that takes place before they ever left planet Earth. And then we're on a spaceship to this planet. And it's like, well, what if some people woke up? You know, like there's, you know, maybe they are, maybe they did. Like, we're not going to get into it too much here. But back, there could be a whole arc of just the... Everyone asleep in a room quietly. Yeah. Like nothing happens for three issues. Like I would love to write a story where there's like a couple characters, like two or three. That's it. Everyone's sleeping. Like, so we start, we'll start riffing on that. And then... Yeah. You know, honestly, but that's, and that's how it goes. We'll go back and forth, and it's like, yeah, but just write it down. What if? And then watch issue two will roll by, and we'll be like, you know, it would be perfect. And he'll go, yeah, what if if we did that thing we said that I didn't like, and then yeah, now it's perfect and I actually like it. And we have that going back and forth so much that it's like, oh, we're writing a comic book. You know, it's fun. This is what you think. I'll be by myself thinking about it. You know, I'll be texting him, and um, it's different. The, 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 the you know. I compared it. I was chatting with Michael Calera about it and Benti. Like when I, I used to work in corporate, right? I used to work at a bank and I did that for a lot of years, uh, many years. And I remember what it felt like after a year or eight months or whatever. Like if I got a new job and I got promoted, like the feeling of killing it, doing something, getting recognized for it, moving up, doing a new job, like the excitement of doing a, a fresh position, right? Um, sometimes getting paid more. Sometimes it's like a, you know, a lateral movement, like just, but just getting something new, getting up and having another first day of work at the same place or a new place or something like that. And for five right. years of like doing comics, I haven't felt that at all. Cause I've been doing this just, this is my full-time gig, you know, like we, we make comics, we make content, we serve the community, um, you know, and, and as soon as we started this comic book, it was the first time it felt different. Like I'm doing a job that has, it's nothing like I've done before. And it's like going to a new job and, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's making me respect the medium even more than I did, which I don't, I didn't think it was possible. Um, so, uh, it's humbling and, and I hope people, uh, It'll pick it up at their LCS at a, at a store near as, soon. As this year soon progresses and the release date gets closer, we're going to be doing more and more, uh, events like this, I guess, and talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, 
I hope soon we we get a little more spoilery. I don't want to spoil what happens, but I want to like show some art or something. You know, I want to talk yeah. about some stuff that actually goes down in the book. Yeah, we're gonna. I was gonna say, and as we get closer to the release date, hopefully we can have you guys on again. Can we expect any variants or exclusives for this project? Oh, yeah. Of course, I mean, um, we, we of course. I mean, it's a water wet. We're gonna do five hundred variants now. Um, let's get it. We're still talking. Like we're over here right now, just like trying to write the best stories we can, best story we can. Um, but a part of that is like, what's the best way to introduce people to this reality that we've created, you know, and, and what artists can we have join in on that ride? And we're going to figure that out. Um, but right now it's, it's the creative time. Um, we have uh, a, a lot smarter people than us who do that and have done that well, helping to make that happen. But yes, there'll be variants for sure. You know, cause I would, Hey, you know, I'll just pray to Thor. I hope boss logic has time. It would be amazing. Tyler Kirkham. Oh, can you imagine? I'm not even thinking Could that you imagine? Like, right. I don't want to, that's the thing. I don't want to, that, that's what's going to make me get too tripped up over the creative process. If I start thinking about like, what if I get a battle damage variant? Like, I don't, I'm just going to throw it out there. It'd be oh. so to make it happen. <laughs> but, like, it's going to psych ship. me out. And yeah, I don't want to, it's, it's like, I already had ship. Crash poo. Yeah. Oh, how cool would that be? Like Marat doing a cover for our book. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. But Ugh. I don't want to get in my head about it, you know, because like I just want to do this already doesn't feel real. Michael But, but I almost yeah. feel like to, justice, that's where you know? this comic book came from. So you get you gotta stay in there, bro. We're good. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have fun and hopefully the next time uh, we chat we'll have some more updates on it and maybe some announcements and some cover pics pictures and stuff. I mean, a few more panels, into, you know into uh previews in the next like month and a half. So so you guys are officially indie comic writers now. I mean, that's... that's a, We're in previews. A, I mean, well, actually, technically a, not. But technically not yet. I think once you're in previews, then it's like it's happened, right? I'm not going to feel like... We've had an Ashcan come out. The book in my hand. And like, even then. Yeah, we've seen the Ashcan. It still feels surreal. But I mean, that's, yeah. it's, that's still a pretty big monumental thing i mean a lot of people talk about doing things and i'm sure when you guys were first meeting like wouldn't it be cool to do a comic one day or something like that and now like all these years later you're like holy shit, we're doing a comic it's weird you know it's always surreal until it's in your hands but at the same time too we all have dreams but until you start to actually work on those things that's all they are True. right you know so kudos for getting out there and fucking doing it because yeah it's a you know it's a tough I'd thing. love to do a comic but i i not doing anything for it you guys are freaking doing it that's awesome man well i can i'll add something to something you mentioned earlier that i think is important um you, you mentioned that it was a it's like such a great industry for creators and artists to be able to like make a living off of and i think that's a very big uh misconception um yeah. not trying to correct it there are people who wrong. do it's hard but to it is a fraction no it is a you're right almost almost like not even worth saying amount of people that actually make their living off of comics. Most people, especially independent uh, projects that happen, are made by individuals who do this on their spare time. They're barely making money. If they make money, it's typically not off of the comic sales. Like they're trying to break even. Like it's think of like an artist making 22 pages, um, an editor, letterers, you know, you have to pay people to do all these things. And then, you know, $4 cover prices you know, what you're, what you're hoping for $5. It's like, it's just not a whole lot of, lot of money in, in making comics, which is why um, another big uh, part of our grind here this year, it's not just comic books um, that we're making um, that we've written 
but it's also trying to get comic books to the next gen of comic readers and collectors. You know, we've taken a, uh, uh, some major strides this year. We, we, we dabbled last year. We did a pretty damn good job. We created thousands of comic books to be donated to children um, at LCSs. And we began um, working with another nonprofit, Comic Books for Kids, um, based out of Chicago, and now officially are able to make more comic books. And I'm, I'm, talk I'm not talking like just, I made too many gargoyles. Take my gargoyles. No, no, no. That's not what's happening here. Um, we are going to press and making fresh, brand new stories that wouldn't have seen the, the, the pages of a physical comic book. And um, together as a group, getting them created in the amounts of that are exceeding 2000 when we do this. We've, uh, we're about to announce it this next week, but um, we were able to bring to press and donate over 2000 comic books to comic books for uh, kids, comic books for kids um, in Chicago, which are not just going to like, now we're not just hitting LCSs and providing stores with, with merchandise to, to give to, to children for free. Cause that's like our requirement for that um, up, kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need yeah. your dollar. Right. <laughs> um, but no, um, Comics for Kids has a network of hospitals and yeah. like, uh, like cancer centers um, for, for recovery. And you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people who are like, donate comic books. Kids need comics, right? Where do I send my comics? And I'll tell you, as someone who's been trying to like actively participate in making that a reality, and one of the few people actually printing a lot of comic books for kids, it's not easy. It, it, it's, and it's not happening. It's not happening. Like if you want comic books for kids to happen someone's got to make them so i'm bringing together our community and this year we're making a difference and we're doing it and uh yeah we've we've, we've accomplished a lot and we're only a couple months in so um this year it's gonna be about crashdown and investing in the next generation of comic book uh, of, of next generation of comic readers and collectors um mm -hmm. i think it's like the most uh underserved part of our industry and it's probably the most important Absolutely. And I love it. Shout out to Nate Maynard because I've seen you guys do quite a few Dr. Seuss homages. Yes. Uh, I think we just came out with the Nocturne County, but uh, there are countless titles um, that I saw you donate. You know, there's there's some that you gave to me. Hey, give these away to some of the kids in your chat. If anybody in that buys from you has kids, make sure they get a copy of this. So, right. I just wanted to shout you out for that. Appreciate you, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep that love you. going. You know, I try to get all the homies extra comics that they can just give away because without without you know uh, a next gen you know this stuff's gonna be short-lived well comics Comic were for my daughter when she was yep. in chemo you know when she was when she was in chemotherapy you know getting because i mean okay. she was partially blind right so she couldn't wow. she couldn't see the little tvs far away where everybody's got like their shows on and stuff like that so she had to be able to get things that could be close and comics were super important to her here you know reading stories about people that went through hard things and came out better from it and there was a lot to gain from that in a lot of children's hospitals they're always short on those things too because every single time right. those kids come in they get to leave with something and um yeah that's why i started working in a, a hospital system was because of what i saw my child go through and i wanted to find a way to help and i i work with web design and things of that nature that's not something that you can traditionally help kids in in a hospital but, you know, you get involved, you do what you can, where you can. And comics mean a lot to those kids. Those kids are superheroes. And, you know, at our children's hospital, we have Darth Vader and Spider-Man and Superman. They all come through. They do visits. They repel down the walls at different times of the year. The doctors and nurses dress up to do whatever they can to make something special for these kids. 
I love and, it. And, you know, that is, Tom, that's an amazing thing to do that. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about that because I've got some people at our children's hospital that would love to hear more about this initiative that I'm sure would love to get involved. And we're real close to Chicago. So well, if anyone's more about that afterwards. Well, we'll definitely chat. And if there's anyone who's interested in making a difference and if this appeals to anyone, you know, there's so many ways to get back in this community. But, um, you know, I I grew up reading comics with my dad. You know, we go camping. He read me JLA and Constantine uh, Vertigo. I don't know what he was thinking, but that's it, awesome. But you know what? <laughs> it, 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 awesome. it didn't mess me up man. too bad. <laughs> but, um, but you know, if you, if this at all interests you, um, I'll, I'll do a shameless whatnot plug here. Um, but it's 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 for how dare you? It's on two twenty five. Um, it's a Monday. Um, I, I don't know. We're gonna figure out the timing here. We're gonna start announcing this in twenty seven. Oh, twenty five. Um, uh, it's not now. Hey, you want to bring it up? Yeah, 225. Now you don't have to because I don't have a picture of it, but like you can okay. find it because I titled it Save the Comic Book Industry with Us. This is going to be the first attempt to raise money for comic books for kids because if you like the idea of comic books getting into kids' hands so they can read, if you think reading is a good thing for, 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 for children, which I think we all agree is it's, it's why it's like how I learned to read. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. Um, we are going to be selling so many kids comics all the profit all the profits of those books are going directly to comic books for kids um we titled it save the comic book industry with us because i believe that this is the the answer to saving the comic book industry um and um we also have original art um that we're going to be auctioning off with with proceeds going to comic books for kids because um believe it or not getting comic books to children um it's it's not it's, it's very difficult. It's, it's nearly impossible. It costs money to do this. And when I say it costs money, I mean, like, it costs a lot of money, like, en like enough money that you get to a point where you just think, maybe we just like just donate money directly to the hospitals, because right. like, it just it literally gets to a point where there's people whose entire jobs have been created just to try and make this a reality. And there's not very many people that do it. So um, the way that we have, uh, manage to, to figure this out is really special. I don't think anyone's really done this, but comic books, comic books for kids does the most important part of the process. Um, and believe it or not, the most important part of the process is not making the comic book. It, it which is like, you can't even, it, it doesn't make sense. But, um, the reality is, uh, Art Baltazar, who is one of the, uh, biggest comic book creators for, uh, for for youth and, and, and kids, you know, he did he did itty bitty Hellboy. He's family, right? And mm -hmm. this is someone who has been making comics for kids for so long, and it's probably one of the reasons like so many kids are even introduced to comics in the first place. Tiny Titans, itty bitty Hellboy, uh, superpowers through DC, super pets. Anyone? You've seen there's a movie. Art. You've seen his art yeah. when one of my kids' his favorite best. movies. Um, yeah, he's this got a cool is style. This is someone yeah. who's been doing this forever and this is someone also who i was chatting with and I, I i he told me years ago he's like i have so many stories done so many stories that kids would enjoy like done 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 in a pdf like send it to the printer there's already a cover like stories that are just finished and they're not happening because it's so hard to make comics because it's so expensive to do but it's also so difficult to get them to where you want them to go and jeff has a Amazing Art Baltazar book there. And, oh, uh, yeah. It's Patrick the Wolf Boy, yo. Oh, that's, that's cool. awesome, dude. Um, so what we did, yeah, do I even have a Patrick the Wolf Boy in here? I don't think I do. Um, 
So oh, it's my car. It's my car. But uh, what we did is we were able to bring to press kids' books. Um, with the help of the mystery mail call members, we make uh, books to a- it at least uh, a year, right? Yeah. How long have we been putting it in the- It was a relatively new addition to the mystery mail call, but we started including one- Year and a half? One kid's book in every yep. mystery mail call too. Yeah, I remember yeah there's a lot of like parents who support the box. So I'm like, yo, I'm just going to add this in there. It's not going to take away from anything. I'm just going to add a kid's book in there in case you have a kid in the house or you know somebody or you want to collect it. I'll make it a Dr. Seuss variant. And that's actually why they're all homages just in case. Because actually I don't have kids. You know, my kids love it, by the way. So and that's what we do. It, their interest know? too. They they, they see it. They recognize that. They understand. Yeah. Like, oh, the, I know Doctor Seuss. I I should I should look at this book. Right that's, there, you go. It's, it's marketing. That's a good job. So we start out with serving the collector or the, the 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 mystery mail call members. We get them all comics, but I'm I put an order in that's way larger, right? Way so larger. so it gets a, it, like way larger because we're doing this to also do charitable stuff. So yeah, you know, if we need, let's say, I don't know. A thousand for the mail call or something, fifteen hundred for the mail call, or two thousand for the mail, call, whatever it is, right? Changes every month, and we do all, all kinds of stuff. We do stuff for the mail call or for or for whatnot, you know, whatever we do. I'm over here going, let's order three thousand. We'll figure out what to do with that extra thousand. But we're going to get in the hands of comic store owners or a, a, a company that's going to get them to the right place. Here's the thing, though: after you get all of that done, then it gets to a point where how do you move a thousand comic books and get them as a charitable donation? Um, First of all, you got to pay taxes on that because you're making something fresh. This isn't like you're going to your back issue bin and giving it a, a comic book away and you don't have to report that. No, you got to pay taxes. So it costs money to do it. That's the first thing everyone thinks about because if you go to the store and you're going to do a donation of food, you got to buy the food, pay taxes on that food, and then donate it, right? Same with comics. If you're going to make comics for a charitable reason, trust me, I talked to multiple tax advisors. There's like very, um, there's, there's like no way to actually like maximize trying to do this in a cheap way to accomplish more. Cause that's what you gotta do as a business is try to make it um, as, as cheap as possible to serve people, right? Cause you have shipping and you have all these things, right? So you gotta like cut, you have to cut as much as you can so you can get the comics to where you want them to go. And then you have to think about shipping to the hospitals. And that is actually now a three headed monster that you have to um, attack. You have to make the books you got to get them to the company that's going to store the books. So you have real estate and then you got to get those books to the hospitals. That's a shipping pallet. Who pays for it? Well, fortunately for me, we're, we figure out a way to, to, to leverage amazing members of our community, whether it's me, fire guy, Ryan, uh, uh, Russ, the Mill Geek, uh, Russ, the comic sensei, golden age guru. We're all part of this, but also shout out Gemman collectibles. Davis Ryder, Danielle for Nerdy Girl Comics, CBSI, Key Collector Comics. You know I got whatnot sponsoring this. And we're raising money, getting these comics printed so that they're sent to comic books for kids. And we took care of two of the three problems of getting comics to kids. The last problem is they need money to be able to ship the damn things. And maybe give the volunteers who's packing them all up some water, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. feed them. The, the, the day of shipping. And this next week, they're going to be doing that. They're going to be shipping out multiple pallets across the country to get pop toys and, and, and T-shirts and, and, and stickers and toys and, and comic books. Every single hospital is going to get a comic book because of this group of, of, of people. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to attempt to, to, to attack that the, the third thing, which is raising money for this nonprofit so we can get these comics to where they got to go. Because if we can do that as a community, well, then 
we're going to be able to make so many more comics and we're going to get them to, to individuals who are going to really enjoy them. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You can be talking all day about this. This is like, this is what's up. Yeah. This is what but we spend time passion on. in that though, too. That. I mean, there's a reason why you have that much to say about it because it's, it's serving a purpose. I mean, we can all talk about a lot of different things, but when there's passion involved, then you know that that's because there's a purpose behind it. So kudos. Dude. I appreciate you guys letting me, let me riff about it. Cause it's like, we don't talk about a whole lot about we, that. We kind appreciate of stuff, you, know? you rifting my friend. Okay. We appreciate you rifting. <laughs> Uh, guys, we, we've been live for about an hour and a half now. Um, so if anybody has any last second questions, I can't promise I'll get to all of them. Last call, last call, guys. Jeff, we any thoughts? these guys an hour. I just have a random... Oh, sorry. I just had a random thought earlier, and I didn't know I, my, I would run it by you guys. Now, listen, we sometimes don't like to read comics because we don't want to wait, like, a month, multiple weeks between issues. All right. right. Everybody loves... I think everybody loves when a whole TV series comes out on Netflix. Nope. All I right. I, I Ryan, I'm, not, I'm not counting you, Ryan. Your taste and flavor and stuff sometimes throws What happened when Squid Game came out last year <laughs> and everyone was talking about it, but you got the one friend who's like, oh, I haven't got to it yet. I'm watching weight slower yes, than you guys. And then by the time how, that friend catches up, you're done. You're moved on to the next thing. You know? Great, I like how, how, we're all talking about Mandalorian every week and Last of Us. You know, that, that's me with Last of Us. Yeah, so true. I ain't waiting. What I'm, what I'm saying is, how would you guys ever feel about 12 issues at once coming out or 10 issues of once of the entire run at the exact same time of an entire series? It's what so it's doing. Publishing trade paperback instead of doing nope, not trade. I'm talking individual issues. Like, they never, it's too expensive. Like, would you? Yeah, I was gonna say, I would love it. it. You'd be but... blindly ordering 12, unless you're gonna sell yeah, them as a lot. Read issue one. You got to get 12 issues. So you're basically saying like 12 times five is $60. So you're saying your entire arc needs to be $60 plus tax quality. And if it's not. I'm just saying, is there a market for that? Because you tend to lose people already off of an issue or two or three, potentially. Would you capture more people if you did the whole story? Let's say six right. issues or seven. Like, there's a lot of miniseries that go. Do you think you'd be able to sell it better? all at once opposed to maybe piecemealing it and people falling off. The Just only curious. creators doing it right now in that way, make graphic novels um, because it's the only way to justify the cost. Yeah. And if you're not a creator with a they, they, fan base already who will follow you to doing a uh, original graphic novel release model, a lot of people are going to see, Oh, this is like 20 bucks for a, a trade or something yep. that I don't already know what it is. I'm just going to know comics I can't get. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, we, have, we actually yeah, we have think about it in the chat. He says if he had to do that, he'd probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> Little cry, baby. It wouldn't even be discounted. As a publisher, as Marvel or somebody, would you discount that just so you get more issues out? And so I'm just curious. I'm just thinking out of the box. Whatever. Let's move on. Cut the money from. <laughs> you know where were they? Where would they take know. the money out of? They're already struggling. Anyways. Let's get comics to kids. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down <laughs> with it. Say. Yeah, let I'm us know how it. we can help when you guys get that rolling too. Please. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, there's already some some peeps who have done it, and I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be uh, talking about it a lot like next week. And who knows? Maybe the next time I do it, because I, I had to keep it kind of small the first time because it was already, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, chaotic to make it happen. But the next round, we're going to open up to everybody who wants, not everybody, but a lot of people, a lot of people, and. Uh, if, you, if they want to be involved, we can make it happen. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, Dan Comics, what's up, brother? He says, what's the best way to contact you about a donation if they want to do it? Um, well, we're going to be able to um, help direct members who want to directly donate to comic books for kids if they want to do that portion. Um, we'll, we'll have updates on that this next week because we definitely want to just show where you can work with this organization we've chose to work with. Um, but also, um, we're going to be doing stuff on whatnot, um, raising money, selling books. And if you want to get something, we're going to get donations from all kinds of people and uh, and uh, just try to like raise as much money as we can for them. So you can find us on whatnot, but we'll also have like updates on our site and social where you can go directly support. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's awesome, dude. Okay. Yeah, and before we end this segment, for, uh, Tom, Fire Guy, Ryan, what do you guys having coming down the pipeline? I mean, besides obviously Crash. What do you got coming down the pipeline, Ryan? You tell him. Good. Be honest, man. Nothing good. What do you got going on? The breakfast I ate this morning. I was going to say yeah. Taco Bell. What did you eat recently? <laughs> uh, recently, eggs. Eggs? I had eggs this morning. Delicious, I've been making hash. Delicious food. Like 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 putting like... Uh, hash, uh, you say? Yeah, like uh, like uh, hash browns. And then you like make the hash browns first. And then you put some like cubed ham or Canadian bacon or regular bacon. Something and cook that too. Throw that in there and then put the scramble on top of it. And you, you seasoning on the eggs and stuff. And then, like, it cooks it into it. It makes it kind of like a little patty, and you put some cheese on it, and boom. You have something Sliced else. avocado on the side. Exactly. Boom. Kind of like Tom the chef over here. Yo, I make a lot Decon of food for us, yo. A deconstructed omelet. A deconstructed <laughs> I gotta, omelet. This guy comes over. We make we make content, and then he goes, I'm hungry. Feed like, me, gotta, Tom. Feed, <laughs> feed me. Yo, we went to a restaurant. We won't say which one. And we were writing a comic, and they made a salad, and there was mold on all the cheese. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't see it. I'm just going to keep eating. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, oh, no. don't eat that. I'm pretty sure this is mold. And he's like, I didn't see it. I don't know. It did taste just normal. Like, it's I'm like, cheese, what are you doing, Ryan? So, so the waiter came over and he goes, I'll go check. And then he just says, Yeah, it's mold. Yeah, it's mold. <laughs> <laughs> it. mold. Yeah, eggs. That's yeah. freaking oh, gross. They're disgusting, Ryan. I actually only eat moldy food. That's how I stay so fit. <laughs> Grow the beard. Grow the beard, Ryan. Push it out. Put hair on your face. That's right. Makes you a man. Okay. And we will put a link in the description below. But uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom sells on whatnot. Tom, uh, when's your next show, sir? Uh, Monday. We'll be doing a show on Monday. Um, we're giving Monday. away a Marvel premiere. Mar Marvel Monday. Spotlight. That's what not, am I saying? That's not this coming Monday. No, we're giving I'm away a Marvel Spotlight. That's on no, the 27th. That's true. That's 27th. So, yeah, Monday. Next Monday is that show. We typically do shows Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Sometimes I'll do a random thing. You never know. Which Marvel um, Spotlight? Five. We're giving five. our first Ghost Rider on the 27th. Come be there. You may win a. Oh, I'll send okay. you a $1,000 book. This is what we're going to do. Feels <laughs> like. Well, I guess I finally get to enter in one of your giveaways. Sweet. What was that? No, I said I finally get to enter in a giveaway of yours. Usually I can't. So, yeah. <laughs> if you win it, I'm gonna make you sign it to someone else. <laughs> I'm just gonna sneeze on it then send it. It's out. only fair. That's only fair. Just kidding. Right. I can't. I can't, Rage. I actually have been joking with Rage all day today. We, I, I complained. This guy's been fucking with me, low key. Okay. I, I have. Um, I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, we've been waiting. What's going on? Where are you guys? You said five o'clock, and he's like, dude, I said six o'clock. Although everything says six o'clock, and then I did as I went to my notepad and I typed out. The show starts at five. Don't be late. I screenshotted it and said, dude, you sent me this. And then this guy apologized. <laughs> he apologized. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what happened. I'm like, I'm kidding. Yo. I'm kidding. Just get ready. Yo. Just having a good I time. Was, I was it's comics. It's not so that like, serious. Dude, I yo. did not do that. 
No, and you're right. Most importantly, it should be fun. It, it should always be fun here. Yeah. Guys, it's just comics. Just funny paper. Don't never take it that seriously. Guru, how about you, my friend? What you got coming down the pipeline? I, I know you just did the top shelf on whatnot. Oh, thank you. Uh, the golden age. Uh, on yeah, man. So it's, yeah, Top Shelf was this thing that Whatnot's got going where it's like a, on the higher end of a, a collectible. So they had me hosting a show and it went well. Sold some Golden Age books, sold Silver Age, Bronze, uh, sold a bunch of stuff. It was great. And then now uh, probably getting ready for Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, God willing, they don't have any availability, but you know, it's my own fault for waiting, I don't know, four weeks before. So we'll see if they can get me in. There's usually something that pops up. Right. So uh, trying to get, God, I don't know, 60 long boxes ready by, I don't know. I don't know how you do that, weeks. Jeff. I don't either yet. I'll tell you when it happens. I used to do it. I used to do it so much, you know, going to shows, setting up and stuff. And I miss it. When, then I watch you do lot. it. And I go, yeah. Because here's the thing. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Load in and load out at shows You made me do that one time. Bitch. Never again. It is. I, it's just, I did yeah, one it's time just one of the worst I things. One time I at too. San Diego. Oh, man. You want something fun? Can I tell you a, a guru story? Do you have time? Ooh, please give Brian, do you have time? We have all the time, time in the world. To go, but I'll listen to this. I'll give you a quick little guru story. It's fun. So um, we were at Emerald City, and it's load out. Everybody's gone. Show's over. But they do load out at this show, at least when we did it. It's going to be at a new location this year. But back when we did this a few years ago, um, we had to wait in line and they would call the booth and say, you can now leave. So we were there for over two hours. That's the one I was at. Yep. That was the pain in the ass. And I said, not doing this again. Yep. I don't love you guys that much. Yeah. It's like we had to move all these boxes or helping guru. Um, I bought a collection. So guru's like, Oh, I'll move it. I'll, I'll, I'll deliver it. I'll drive it. But I didn't realize that meant I had to freaking stay three hours to wait for this guy to get it in line to leave. So um, we're waiting. We're literally, everything's packed. We're just waiting to move it, right? And this guy is like, just, can you stand by my, my booth? I got to go and do this deal. And he just starts leaving. He keeps coming back. He's all stressed out. He's all frantic. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, dude, I'm just like, I got to get this done. You good over here? You good? I'm like, yeah, dude, just go ahead. You're good. Thanks for your, your help. So he goes, and Jeff, it was like maybe three hours that you were working on this. And am I, you, you got these books. They're PGX books. Can I tell this story? Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. He gets these PGX books. Dude drops. I don't even know. I can't even remember, but it was a lot of money on a couple books. Can you name the books, Jeff? We won't get into yeah. There was a 6 Hulk one, and it was a 8-0 Journey to Mystery 83. So this guy figures out this deal. Endicon. And he's like, I'm going to get these books. I'm trying to figure it out. He's looking at these books. He's like, do you, what do you think about these books? He's having me look at these books. And what we're all doing is trying to decide, is there, like, it says it's no resto, but is there PGX books? So like, this is a big deal. Um, and I watched Guru do a deal where he bought both these books at the same convention, cracks both the books, takes them out, gives them to a different dealer that he knows, because we're all homies here, you know? And that dealer in a matter of three days, pressed them, brought them to another show, got them graded, and got this guy, what? 50, That's 60, $70,000 bump in grades? Oh in man, the whole, a point to, the whole point to a 7-0 and the gym 85, 83 went to an 
shit. and they got oh out of PGF holders. And it took so long to get this deal figured out because I contacted PGX because you can call them for notes. And they took a long time to get back to me. So, but they contacted me. I know where these books came from because I had bought other stuff from this guy like a year or two prior. So this is when PGX, PGX used to be a decent grading company, guys, by the way, just so you know. Sure. So they graded actually pretty strict. Um, and that was the time frame this guy submitted these books years and years and years ago. This is a long time ago. But... So, yeah, I worked out when I looked at it. I was like, God, these books are undergraded. These are so pretty. I know they're sketched, but I, I, I kind of know the history of these things. Took a flyer on them, and crap, man, they're still in my PC. And I still think they got cheated. I'm telling you, that Journey into Mystery 83 is a 9 0 at least all day. Yo, it's just so pretty. Awesome. Oh, they're so pretty. Is that a 7 0 Hulk 1? Yeah, 7 0 Hulk 1, which looks better than that, even. And then the Gym 83, I don't know how it's not higher than a 9 0. That's very, that's, that's, a, that's insane. Yeah. But it was a cool yeah, thing yeah. to like, like witness because you don't know, like, I saw, we saw the whole process take place from him yeah. looking at him the first time and then deciding if he was going to do it and then actually mm -hmm. going through it. And then you see like all the times that something could have gone wrong. And then when you get the payoff, you go, damn, but that's what happens. Sometimes you got to take risks in this, in this market. Um, it could have gone a completely different way, but yo, when you have like the knowledge in place, you have your friends that you, you can network with and you can learn from, you know, you can tell if books are, does it look cut? Does it look like it's been trimmed? Does it, does it look like it has resto? Yeah. Feel the spine. Does it feel like there's any glue here? Like, like you did all the steps. Have I want staples been replaced. Yeah. And it's like you, 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 if you're, if you're that, um, if you're that, um, affluent with it, you know, you, you really know your stuff. It, it's a cool thing to watch, uh, come up and happen when you throw money down to make it happen. And it helped that I had a good show too. I had a good show. So I was like, you did. Okay, it was a good show. Cool. It was fun. Cool. Anyways, there's my guru story. And you still have those in That's your PC, story. which is the most important thing, bro. They're not yeah. going anywhere. Are you kidding me? Those books no. are in that grade? <laughs> no, don't ever. This, don't ever. this Journey 83 right here, I own it because of Jeff and uh, Rob uh, Red Hood. Because um, Shout I got out, man, behind the Red Hood. Yeah, we love Rob. Um, but yeah, it was a nine, eight tomb white pager that I traded for it. Oh, I and remember that. I hear something crazy about that trade. Jeff, do you remember at the time of the trade, the white page tomb of Dracula one that I had? Yeah. How many were on the census at that time? There was like 12, nine, eights, 13, nine, eights. That's about it. Okay. That's it. Um, I'm curious. Does anyone what, know? What's the grade on the gym above you? It's a three. Three oh, three oh, but it's a white pager, baby. Oh, is, so white exactly pager. Yeah, it's just, it's tough, dude. I go three oh, white pager. That's that ain't that ain't easy to do. But yo, I'm actually we're gonna do this. I'll right. tell you exactly how many tomb nine eights there are now. Number one. Oh, you had it pulled up. I was doing it, but you're gonna beat me. No, too. I don't so have it pulled well, up. I just know because I just pull it up a screen cause... share. I'll pull you up. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, someone else has to do it. Jeff, how many? You you okay. drum roll. So it's twelve when I made the trade. Tell him. I checked last week. There was 73. 9.8. So, so somebody like, submitted a bunch after they started seeing sales of 14 plus thousand dollars for these number ones. So someone had a hoard of them because I don't know. A hoard or just months. a lot more people started breaking them out, buying nine sixes. But like the thing is, is like that's a part of the marketplace that people have to, cons have to consider is that it's not there's so many factors. You can't really anticipate everything. There's always risk. But how do you anticipate an increase of like 55 plus nine eights on a bronze age classic Neil Adams cover? 
You can't. Yeah. So not only are market conditions hurting some sales of books, but what happens when CGC does what collectors were begging for for three years straight, get your turnaround times figured out, video after video, complaining after complaining. And now right. we're getting books back in like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know what? Easy. It's reflecting in CGC census and we're reporting on books on the hot 10 going up week over week, 30, 40 damn copies at nine, eight, nine, six. So like, how do you apply that? We're in a new market. There's ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and that jumping up like 500% in grading too. Right. That's going to have a major impact on the market. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's dropped guys, a ton. Thank you for having thank us. You. We appreciate you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. I appreciate to be the heck out of you guys. Your time. Yeah, um, you. you know, I've, I've had the blessing of meeting everybody in here at least once. And this is the most conversation I've got to have with all of you guys at the same time. And every single time Theo went out without me that one time each night, it was always with you guys. And he's like, Oh, we had a great time. You missed it. Whatever. It was like, God damn it. And so I finally get my moment to hang out and have a conversation. So um, thank you guys for letting me be a part of it and, uh, and, and hanging out this evening. So much applause to everybody here too. Make sure you, if you guys aren't already, you're following our friends over at Comic Time 101. I know Fire Guy also has a channel as well as Guru, but you know you can find them a lot over there, especially. And for those that are new to us, um, please please like and subscribe. We would love it. We're we're like, having a we're having a great like, day like. trying to grow. Yeah. Throw and, a comment um, on the actual video too. It helps out. Oh yes, please. Please. We're going to ask you something. What'd you think of uh, Ant-Man? Are you excited about Kang? Say something in the comments. Did Kevin Hart crush Modoc? Yes. I loved it. You, is there, yeah, but you, you guys haven't seen it yet, have you, though? Tom, mm -hmm. right? Popcorn bowl? No. no. Um, that's so cool. I want that. <laughs> I want that so bad. I love this thing, man. This was, uh, I, I went with Nate. Nate was just like, I'm going to make one of my 3D printer. I'm like, I don't care. I'm buying one. I need this. Nate loves making helmets. I just bought a TTA 27, so let's go. Let's go to the bathroom. Thank you, guys. All right, bro. Oh, appreciate you guys. We will put uh, descriptions of where you can find these guys. Follow them on their YouTube in our bio. We appreciate you guys. Everyone that's in here right now, I appreciate the heck out of you. If you guys can sub, like, and comment, we do. Again, we're very appreciative. I'll be watching. Phil, any last second thoughts? Nope. Just appreciative of our friends. Thank you guys so much for making it out tonight. We we love and appreciate you, and we appreciate every single one of you that came in the comments tonight. And thank you for finding us. If you loved us, please like and subscribe. And if you didn't, well, thank you for <laughs> hanging out for this time. But you're going to get sick of us because we're going to be here again. And we're going to be doing some stuff daily starting next week. So watch out. Buckle up. It's only going to get worse, ladies and gentlemen. But we love you for it every single time. So Until next time, guys. Till next time. Thank you so much.